Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do, for they preach but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. For they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long, and they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please uh, recite with me these, uh, these items from the uh, Catechism, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this evening are, is the uh, Gospel reading, Matthew 23, that we have just read. You and I learn a lot 
by listening to various teachers in our lives. In school, we can be blessed by listening and learning from knowledgeable teachers, instructors, and professors. In the workplace, we can learn, learn a lot by listening to those we be, who have been in our field for many years and have accumulated a lot of knowledge and wisdom. You and I can also learn a lot by watching others. Some of that learning can be good and beneficial, and some of it, as you know, can be negative and harmful. In cases such as that, what we learn is how not to act. For example, we can learn valuable lessons in humility by watching how a person responds to praise and accolades when they come his or her way. They might deflect them or make sure they direct praise to others who help them. We can observe how they always consider the needs of others to be more important than their own. And then, on the other hand, we can learn how not to conduct ourselves when we observe the actions of an arrogant, conceited person. We can see how he or she is always self-promoting and always considering others and their needs less important by comparison to their own. We see how they walk around with a sense of smug superiority. In our scripture reading for tonight, we see Jesus, always the teacher. We see Jesus refer to both types of learning when he speaks to the crowds and to his disciples. Jesus has significant teaching for his followers, both what not to do and who has done for us. In our text tonight, it is Tuesday of Holy Week. And Jesus is just three days away, three days away from being arrested, tried, convicted, crucified, and buried. On this day, Jesus calls attention to the scribes and Pharisees who sit on Moses' seat. Now, we must admit that we do not know anything about this Moses' seat to which Jesus refers Some speculate that it was a specific piece of furniture found in a synagogue. Others speculate that it was not a physical piece of furniture, but a figurative position or a way of teaching that aligns with Moses' teaching. In the end, we just don't know. But it does appear to be an honored and authoritative position of teaching, to say the least. Jesus cautions the crowds and his disciples. In verse 3, he says this, Practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do. Insofar as the scribes and Pharisees are in fact reading and transmitting to the people the actual words of Moses, Christ is fine with the crowds and the disciples following them. But Jesus also makes it very clear, very clear that the actions of the scribes and Pharisees do not match their words. They say one thing and do another, the definition of 
a hypocrite. Jesus teaches about some of those arrogant practices of the scribes and the Pharisees. In our reading, we see these words. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. It was public recognition and notoriety that they were seeking. They wanted the praise of others for their pious practice of their religion. They wanted to be recognized as an example by all who saw them. And then these words, they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. A phylactery was a small leather box containing verses of scripture. They were tied around their foreheads or around their arms. The tassels were blue strands that attached to the corners of their garments to remind them of the Ten Commandments. Now, both of these have their origins in Old Testament commands. And in fact, you can still see them today, worn today, in some branches of Judaism. But again, notice that by making their phylacteries broad and their fringes long, the point was not to keep the law, but to draw attention to themselves. That by comparison, would be seen as superior. It was all self-focused and self-centered. Then verse 6, we have this. They love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues. The scribes and the Pharisees loved to be seen and loved the privileges that came with their positions. The best seats were the seats that allowed them to be seen and heard by all. A lowly seat off to the side? Not for them. That was for others. And then verse 7. They love greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. They loved their recognition as well. And apparently, in some circles, they were quite popular. It just goes hand in hand. The common enjoy the popular, and the popular love to be loved. Do not observe what they do, Jesus tells, teaches the crowds and the disciples. Now the very fact that Jesus warns the crowds and the disciples about such pride-filled behavior should serve to warn us as well. It is the very nature of sin and the sinful nature with which we are conceived and born in that we want to focus on ourselves and promote ourselves and how easily sinful pride can rear its ugly head right in our own midst. We work on something here at church Nobody says anything in the way of praise, so we decide we just might not do it again. Others get their names recognized in some public forum, and we resent it because we think we're more deserving of recognition, and we've never gotten it. Or, worst of all, we begin to think we're a little bit more worthy of God's blessings than others are. Because of all we've done or all that we know about the Bible 
or how often we are in church worshiping and studying the scriptures. A feeling of spiritual superiority is so easily obtained when we take our eyes off of Jesus and focus instead on ourselves. Jesus goes on. He goes on to to teach his hearers that the greatest among you shall be your servant. How ironic when we stop to think about the events in our text from this Tuesday of Holy Week. The one who is speaking these words in our text, the teacher, is the God-man, Jesus Christ. He is the one who is actually worthy and deserving of glory, honor, and worship. And yet, as Paul writes in Philippians 2, Jesus is the one. He is the one who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and then ultimately being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And that death on a cross, that covers all of our sin. Even our own misguided, undeserved pride and arrogance. The slate, for you and for me, has been wiped clean. No sin and no guilt remain. God has removed them, as it says in Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west. The one who humbled himself took care of it all. Took care of it all for us and in our place. And it is that same Jesus who says near the end of our reading tonight, the greatest among you shall be your servant. How true in his case. He is the greatest to ever, ever be among us. And how he served all of us by his life, his death, and his resurrection. Yes, my friends, we can learn a great deal by listening to our Savior's teaching tonight and by watching his example. May God be at work in us daily to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and not on ourselves. And may he guide us to serve him and to serve our neighbor in all humility. For as Jesus closes in our reading tonight, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. Thank you.